Is conformity the end goal of the system? And then the, the corollary question is, is conformity a bigger evil than racism? So I've been, you know, I've been writing, I've been studying fiction. I've been writing about studying fiction and what, what can we gain from studying the imaginary, um, you know, to test out the consumption quadrant. And, and I have a sentence in there. Let's see if I can quote my own, my own writing here. Um, about conformity. And I say, uh, contrary to popular belief, the world and its dogmas, institutions, and cultures is not built for discrimination. It is designed as a control mechanism. I'm about to control. Conformity is the end goal of the system. The more people are similar in psychology and by proxy action, the easier they are to control. Is that true? Did I, did I reach and I didn't have anything? No. You did. No, that is true. I think, I think that's true. Right. I'm not saying that you, yeah. No, I think it's true. So then, you know, if we're saying that that's true, you know, I, I go on to say about, you know, racism is only racism because conformity is the end goal. Right, because if, if I'm black and I'm discriminated against, it's only because I desire to be treated as equal to my white counterparts. If I don't desire to be treated equal to my white counterparts, then it's not discrimination because I don't feel slighted. So the system is not about discriminating you based off of whatever race, gender, socioeconomic status. It's about wanting everybody to desire to get to a certain place. Because if I know that's where you're going, I can I can better put the control mechanism in place. Is that a bigger evil than the racism of you're black, I'm redlining you from a house? Bigger evil? Mm. Well, see, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily understand. I don't totally understand the concept of redlining, so I wouldn't be able to expound on that example. Okay. Well, I mean, redlining is basically in certain neighborhoods they wouldn't let black people get a house because it would it would be seen to lower the property values of everybody else. So you can't live here because you're black. Okay, that's pretty simple. That's pretty straightforward. Really? Yeah, I mean, this is back, again, back in the 60s. I mean, back, I mean, before then, but then the, the official law went, went into place in the 60s, but people say that certain forms of redlining still exist. Mm. That's crazy. Um, but again, we can take that example and we can say, okay, that's only crazy because black people desire to live in that neighborhood. So if I put a system in place that makes those property values higher and make you want to live in that neighborhood, I can then put the redlining in place to control that action. But if I said, okay, it's fine. Y'all got y'all's over there. I'm going to go build mine over here. Even if redlining exists, how often does it get enforced? It only gets enforced if 
I want to live in a certain area. If I don't want to live in that area, I don't get redlined. It's like in that example, it would be like, again, okay, there's there's Wall Street in New York, but then there's also a Black Wall Street. So you can redline me from the White Wall Street. I'm in, but I don't want to live in the White Wall Street. I want to live in the Black Wall Street. You're not going to redline me from living in that area. So even if you assume that these areas, you know, of of black excellence, of black wealth, that's concentrated in certain areas, even if you think those areas have less value than the white areas, so you're redlining black people from living in the white areas, I don't even want to live in the white areas. So I wouldn't I would theoretically never face redlining. Right. So then does that make redlining the bigger evil or the concept of I want to live there, but I get redlined, which is to me the conformity part of it. It's making that desirable and making everybody want to aspire to live like white people. Which again, but Asians make more money than white people. But nobody did. Nobody wants to live like the Asians live. Societally speaking, right? Everybody wants to be rich like the Asians are, but they don't they don't want to live. We don't we don't prop up the Asians in America and say this is the pinnacle. Everybody should want to live like this. We said no, we want to live like white people. So if I get treated differently than a white person does, then it's racism. Mm. But if I get treated differently than an Asian person does, it's not that big of a deal. Mm. Mm, which again would make conformity. Mm, I see what I see what it is now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if if it's a bigger evil. Um, well, is it evil at all? From a from a from a societal from a governmental point of view, is it evil to say? All right, it's 340 million people here. I can't, if they're all allowed to go their own way, I have, I, it makes my, it undercuts my power as the government, right? If the government is one single person, you know it's not. Mm. But if I can, if I can have this party system and there's two trains of thought and everybody is kind of dividing the two trains, I only have to control two two levers instead of trying to control a million different levers. Is that evil? Or is that like how you run an effective government? Like is I that would, is that necessary? I don't think it's efficient. Like right. How much will we get done if people if the government was trying to control a million different levers or trains of thought? Um I don't or, think it's evil. Well, or would that mean that the government wouldn't try to, but they would only focus on what they needed to focus on, which would be, again, the bare minimum that the government needs to do. You know, protect protect your citizens. What we have, I forget. You have yeah, the, the the four things yeah, that protect. Was foreign, that Tom Tom Sowell or uh, Milton Freeman? Yeah, uh, protect foreign, protect against foreign, protect against domestic. Um, Make sure the rules of the game are, you know, explicitly laid out, and you know one other one. 
Um, right. So maybe if there's if there's a million different levers, then I it's just like okay, well we're not just gonna control that. We're just gonna control these things, these four things. So is the question is would that be would that be less more, right? Would that be more would that be more efficient instead of conforming people to a liberal or conservative view? And then saying, okay, if the conservative is in power at the at the time, then we suppress the liberal view and we up the conservative view, mm-hmm. and then vice versa. So at any given time, only half of the citizens are happy, let's say, with how the country's being run. But if we say, I don't care how many people, I don't care, I don't care about your train of thought. Everybody's free to think and, and, and act and behave how they want to behave, but these are the rules. We're gonna protect you domestically and 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 against foreign foreign entities, and then whatever the fourth one is. Hmm. That makes it. I mean, to me, that makes the government's job easier. Right. I don't have to worry about, you know, I have to worry about what my constituents think because who cares? Right. No. There's yeah. too many. There's too many different variables to try to control it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it would be more effective, and I think that's what. Milton Freeman was advocating for like right. get the government out of here like which get- is which is why now when we go to the to to switching it over to so now does that make what we have now evil because if we're saying that you're you're at you're expending more resources you're producing more energy it's less efficient but you get to have more quote unquote control because I've Divided everybody into two, at max three, different thought patterns. But the 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 you know, the independents they don't matter. They're 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 either gonna go one way or the other. Does that does that make that evil then? I don't know if it makes it evil. I don't know if I'll use evil. Um, so you think it's in, you think it's intentional that the, that the government has done that? I do think it's intentional. Um, but I don't. I don't know if it's intentionally evil. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get an OD for evil. Um, they may be wrong or mistaken. I don't know if they're in, trying to be evil. Morally reprehensible, arising from actual or imputed bad character or conduct. Say arcade definition is inferior. That's an older one. Um, and now we got noun, the fact of suffering, misfortune, and wrongdoing. Something that brings sorrow, distress, or calamity. <laughs> well, something that brings sorrow, distress, or calamity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would even look at it as. I mean, if 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 you intentionally do something that that does less good than harm, it's more inefficient, and it alienates half half of the people in the country. But you're doing this intentionally for the purpose of. Dividing people into two boats instead of having a million different variables and upping your control, that sounds evil to me. Right. 
Um, again, I don't, I don't think it's even. I think it's more so necessary. I, I understand it from a government's point of view. It's necessary, but you know, I don't think that there are evil people doing it. I just think that the system is is built for control. A company is built for that. That's what a culture does. A culture is a control mechanism. A code of conduct is a control. The law right. is meant for control. It's right. meant for it. You don't want lawlessness. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, but again, if we if we were to look at it and say, okay, again, the system is not set up for black people to fail. It's set up for black people to want to be like white people. So you're gonna fail at that because you're not white. You know, does that does that change the way that we think about how the government is run? Does that change what we think about how societies are built? So then, see, America's first sin wouldn't be slavery; it would be control, which would be then the sin of humanity, mm. trying to control something. Mm. Mm. Ultimate sin of humanity is trying to control us. So then, like we can't we can't single out America to say, "Oh, America's sin is is like no." America's sin is the same sin that everybody has that's ever existed. Somebody tried to take control of something that they couldn't control. So then they brought on themselves sorrow, distress, calamity, suffering, misfortune, wrongdoing, trying to control something that they can't control. And so when we look at the absence of that attempt to control, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? Like, if America didn't have the two-party system and they didn't set up the laws and the initial sin wasn't... You know, the initial sin is is that they were trying to control the way that their society was going to operate. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? If they Does that look like... Africa? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think... I think it looks like... It looks like a society that is that is not controlled by humans. It's controlled by something greater than humanity. Right? It goes back to when we say societies be built on philosophy or religion. Mm-hmm. It would be built by one of those because the philosophy is above human operation. This is saying... We're looking at humanity, and these are the the standard. This this is a thought process that you have to abide by. Or this is a certain pattern of thought. This is a certain nature of being that we're going to use to operate, right? Like stoicism is is bigger than any one person. It's bigger than the president. It's bigger than stoicism is something that's been alive for thousands of years. So it would operate by something like that or by a religious doctrine, whether it be Christianity, Islam, Buddhism. Well, isn't that isn't that how America operates now? It doesn't operate. No, no. Um, it's explicitly not operated by any religious. Like they they couldn't agree on a lot, but they agreed on that. Like they're not going to be ran by any one religious because you have freedom of religion. Right. No, I'm not saying religion. I'm saying it's ran by something bigger than humans, outside of humans, above humans. 
Is it? A doctrine. It's ran by or not above or but well, it's ran by so controlled by a doctrine. So is the constitution a philosophy? Would you would you consider it a philosophy? I wouldn't. Right. I don't I'm not saying it's philosophy, but I'm saying like it's a doctrine outside of humans. No. Right. So what so what if it's not philosophy and it's not a religion, then what is it that's outside of humans? Is there a third category there? Or it'd be run by, you know, it'd be run by science. I think those are the three. It would it would be a society ran by one of those three things. What about a combination? I think, I mean, it's inevitable that a combination would form, but there would be a primary, a secondary, and a tertiary, in my view. I think it would be science, philosophy, and then religion. Primary, secondary, tertiary for America. No. I think philosophy, it, science, religion. Right. If there was no constitution, I think that's what it would be. If we were taking like so, what the founding fathers designed the country to be, mm-hmm. which again, if, if we're saying that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence, all of those, you know, classic doctrines are you know, equivalent to, to use a religious, equivalent to the Ten Commandments. Whereas, like, the Ten Commandments, they're not set in stone. I mean, they literally are set in stone. But right. um, following the Ten Commandments, Christianity is bigger than the Ten Commandments. But the Ten Commandments are like a physical, like, doctrine that represents the bigger religion of Christianity. So are we saying that the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence are doctrines that represent a bigger philosophy that is, you know, whatever, the American dream, let's call it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's what it looks like to me. It looks like a society ran by one of those, one of those three areas that exist independent of humanity, independent of the, or not independent of humanity, but independent of the citizens of that time. Like the the philosophy of, the American philosophy is independent of 2022 America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, but because we have 2022 America, American standards, you know, again, it's the partisanship, it's a divide, it's, you know, all of the the racism, the homophobia, and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, no, we we don't care about none of that because we're operating under the American dream philosophy. So you come in here again. We're purely on. We're not. We're not. You know, strict interpretation. Mm. Mm. So if they say you got the freedom of religion, again, define a religion. If it's defined, bam. It's a religion. You got the right to bear arms. We not, there's no, there's no, you know, amendments. There's no, there's no slight interpretation of the law. It's not, nah, that's it. Because then, but that was, that's what makes America so hard because, okay, so you have the U.S. Constitution from federal, but then you got 50 other state constitutions. Right. Mm. And so the absence of those because we were trying to talk about the absence of those doctrines. Right. The absence of 
conformity, basically. What does that What does that look like if if we're saying you know we're not we're not gonna we're not built we're not building the system for conformity, right? What does the absence of that look mm-hmm. like? Is it is it more chaos? Is it more chaotic than? I don't think so. You think it would be? Okay. I think you it would be, be less more efficient. I think it would be less chaotic, or hmm, more efficient, but also maybe more chaotic. Mm. Because. There would be no, there would be no tolerance for real exceptions to the rule. What, what do you mean, like? So if I'm if I'm looking at like science, religion, philosophy, right? We're saying okay, we're not talking about the current system, how it's set up, two party system, conformity is is the end goal, and we're just saying people can live however we want. The government, you just have these four things that you're doing, but we're operating by something that's outside of the citizens of this time. Right, if you have a certain philosophy, you like it makes it makes everything more black and white. Mm-hmm. Right, like you either follow the philosophy or you don't. But then there's gonna be a lot of people that don't, but still want to live in America. Mm. So what do you do? Do you kick them out? Do you force them to? Again, that's still a level of conformity. Like, do you force them to abide by these certain rules or what? Mm. Again, it's like, okay, I don't know, you know, if if gay marriage is not in the Constitution, which I don't believe it is, um, what do you do with a gay person that wants to get married? You can't get married here. And if you keep trying to get married here, we're going to kick you out of the country or we're going to put you in jail or you're now breaking the law for being married and gay. What do you do with that? Because we're doing strict interpretation because it's like, no, you're you're abiding by this one set of rules right there's no well it's legal in this state but it's not legal in this state and you know what I'm saying like I, I read something that um one of my friends sent me that says the city of Marietta Georgia where I'm from voted not to uh recognize Juneteenth as a holiday now federally it's a holiday but in Marietta they don't recognize it that's not a thing in in the world that we're talking about absence of the conformity Mm-hmm. Rule, right? It's either holiday or it's not. So you don't celebrate it, you out of here. Like, or you, you know, there are some repercussions for breaking the law, because now I have to protect. I have to do what the government is supposed to do, which is protect me domestically. You're breaking the law. Now, see again, that's an, that's an exaggeration of what Milton Freeman was probably saying. Mm-hmm. He's probably saying you know physical protection, yeah, yeah. but again, it's, it's you know law and order. Is a is a bad term now, because we live in this polarized society. But that's what it would be. We have laws here. You follow them or you don't. You think that would be, and you're saying that would be more efficient and more chaotic. Yeah. At the same time. Right. the The bureaucracy would would there would be there theoretically there would be less bureaucracy. There would be less holdups because there's a streamlined way for how to operate. You operate like this. There's no somebody having to interpret how to act or interpret what this means or interpret. Now, these are the rules, and it's black or white. But because there's so many exceptions to the rule, you can't 
you know, what do you, again, what do you do with 2% of the population that's transgender? Right? Like, it's just, what do you do with that? I don't, it doesn't say anything in my rule book about that. Do you modify to sort of be all inclusive? Well, like, you, it doesn't say anything. So, in when the do you stop book. modifying? Do you? Do you do it? You know, is there, you know, premeditated, you know, preset? Okay, we're going to stop modifying. I don't, well, I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you stop modifying. I don't know. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, that would be my so question. So, how does, how does that lead back to what makes it more efficient for the government? Because they have to keep modifying. That's what makes it inefficient. So then you go you you go back to where we started of mm. well if we just got everybody to think like this we wouldn't have to modify as much, which is where we are now. More efficient and more chaotic at the same time. I'm struggling to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling to grasp that concept. Um, not that you're not articulating and laying it out um, no, in a I, way that makes sense. It's just yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, because I think it's two ways. Like it would be more chaotic for the citizens, but it'd be less. It'd be more efficient for the government. Mm. Okay, and so now we're in. Now we enter into whose life should be or whose yeah whose life should be more efficient your citizens or your government right and i'm going to always go for the government mm. yeah i want i want the government if if somebody's got to adjust i would rather the citizens adjust than the government adjust right you would rather citizens adjust. okay okay so i would rather disrupt the well, citizens lives than to disrupt the government operations because governments move slower, okay. I would rather I would rather have a have a Dodge Charger have to make a quick turn than an eighteen wheeler has to make a quick turn. Yeah, okay, I got you. Right. Okay. So, mm. but I mean, I I do think going back to the question, I do think that conformity is the end goal of the system. The system is not built for discrimination; it's built for conformity, and conformity is a bigger it may not be a bigger evil, even though you can make the the case that conformity is evil when the government is 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 making you conform, or when the government is, is set up certain influences and empower dynamics to conform you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a necessary evil, right? Um, right. Where again, whereas racism is. A byproduct of conformity. So see, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that racism is evil at all. Like racism is just it's just again a byproduct of conformity. Discrimination based on race assumes that people are going after the same thing. So if you don't ever go after the same thing, you can't discriminate me on race if I don't want what you want. How do I know that it's racism at that point? No, yeah, I got you. 
you know. I got you. But if I do want what you want, and or if I want what you, if we want the same thing, mm-hmm. and that thing is, let's just say the best option, right? Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I want to live in this neighborhood because it's the safest, it's the cleanest, you know. Uh, yeah. They, you know, best uh, uh, food right. markets and right. things of that best nature. Schools best schools in there. Best schools, like, I, like that's where I want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, conform, like, you know, I want to. That's that. That's conformity, right? Or, yeah, I mean. Again, that, that's why that's why I, I say it's 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 evil when you when you apply the definition to it because of of what it can cause, but it's necessary. But yeah, like I don't. It's not that I don't want black people to not want to live in white neighborhoods because they are you know they tend to be cleaner, they tend to be. But then you have to do what white people are doing. So then don't right. be surprised when you don't do what white people are doing as well as white people are doing it because they're already equipped to do it. So what is that? What is what is they're already equipped to do it? What is the what is the it? Because if we're talking about redlining, right. my understanding is I'm only you're only redlining me from this neighborhood because of my skin color. Um, and you're saying that okay, my skin color is gonna bring down the value of this neighborhood, but right, like doing it right, like right. So credit it, score, I can put down the down payment, I, like I can right. pay for the private schools and all of that, like right. So back in the '60s, it was being white, like that, <laughs> like that, and like that is racism, right, right. But you know what I'm trying to get at is like there was a. There's a there's a bigger force than racism, and that's conformity. Like conformity is a bigger operating force of especially when we talk about government or, or the world and institutions, conformity is the is the bigger influence than race is, than racism is. Because now again, it's not redlining, it's not that you can't live here, but your interest rate is gonna be higher than the white people's interest rate. Like that's now the thing, but like again, like it was you know back back when redlining was actually being enforced, it was simply being white. So you can't be white better than the white people. Yeah, yeah. So then, like that's what it is, right? So now again, it you know it may be a certain level of income, it may be whatever, and then you know you're going into a world that was started by white people, corporate America, corporations. Those are white, those are white creations. So generationally speaking, I'm I'm telling my son or daughter how to go operate in corporate America. Forget the sports. Forget the arts. You're gonna learn how to play the sport you're gonna learn how to play is golf. Because golf is where all the business deals are made. So if you're good at golf, that gets you in the room. Tennis. Tennis. Because when I go to the health club, they all got, again, they don't, they don't call it gyms. They go to the health club. Right. Golf club. It's right, tennis yeah. course there. Clubhouse. Right. Right. Like, so I'm, I'm teaching you, I'm, 
I'm teaching you that to get you into a corporate America structure that was built by my ancestors. So if somebody else is coming into that and they want to get to the same level of that, I have built-in advantages because my people built the system. Just like you would say that, that you know, when it comes to the arts, when it comes to the athletics, when it comes to the music, black people may have advantages. Because that's where your ancestors, your ancestors invented music. So you have musical advantages that other people don't have. So if they're going to go there, they have to conform to what you do. Right. And so conformity being a bigger evil. Yeah. Like I'm, this is where I'm struggling. To see conformity being, conformity being an actual evil. And especially in the sense where you were talking about, you know, corporate and golf and clubhouses. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm seeing that operating that way is yielding net positive results. For who? For the people who, who, whoever is, is, is in it. It's not just white people. Like when I went up to Chicago, like it was a black dude that got me the, the, the. I mean, I was caddying, right? <laughs> I'm out. I'm out here chasing out the, you know, the old white man golf balls. Right. They tipping well, um. Right. But it was, you know, like black people are like whoever. Like it's not. There were black people who were up there, a part of that clubhouse as well. Right. So. If I'm saying that that's yielding net positive results for who whoever gains the knowledge and or executes in that space, mm-hmm. is it an evil that I want to conform to that? Because I'm saying, no, that's like, for lack of a better phrase, that's better than not con- or staying here in this path or this lane. No, that's a that's better over there. If I can gain the knowledge and in, in whatever, no, you're to... you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. It's not an evil if you think about it like that. Okay, uh-huh. I'm not saying that that's evil, mm-hmm. right? So, so I guess I got to break this down too. If you think that racism is evil, then conformity is a bigger evil. I don't necessarily think that racism is evil. I don't think that racism causes wrongdoing. I just think that. Races are to be treated differently because they're different people, right? You can you can put racism in there, but you can also put again genderism, age, whatever it is. It's like, yeah, like a white person, a black person, they're different. Mm-hmm. So if you try to treat them by the same set of rules that was built by the white person's ancestors, they're going to come out ahead every time. Is that evil? I don't I don't necessarily think that it is. But if you try to stick in your 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 blackness, your black culture, and try to get what they do, you're going to think that it's evil. So if you think that it's evil, what I'm telling you is that a bigger, a bigger quote-unquote evil exists, and that's your desire to want to be like the white person at the beginning. So it starts with the condition is if you think that racism is evil, then conformity is a bigger evil to you. If you think neither one is evil, conformity is still a bigger influence than racism is when it comes to how societies are run. Mm. So let's we're going on on this one. <laughs> let's 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 say poverty and wealth. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to conform to a wealth lifestyle. Right. So then you have to do wealthy. You have to conform to the wealthy lifestyle. Right. You have to conform to that. Mm-hmm. If you want to stick in your poverty mindset and get what the wealthy people are going to get, you're going to perceive the wealthy people as evil. Because why do they, why can't I live my life and get what they get? Why can't I do that? I see. If you're going to stick where you, so yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a combination. Well, you can't just aspire to live a wealthy lifestyle. Right. And still keep the poverty mindset codes, right? If you want to live the wealthy lifestyle, you you have to change those that mindset. You have to conform to the wealthy mindset, and then you can get the wealthy results. Right. So, is that an evil? Like, how is no? I'm not saying that that's an evil. What I'm saying, the evil is trying to keep your codes in, right? Complaining. Exactly. If you. you think that, if you think that, the wealthy people are, are 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 greedy, right? Because you don't have the mindset that they have. You don't. You haven't done what they've done, and you think that they're greedy. So that wealthiness is evil. Racism has nothing to do with that. Conformity is exactly. your problem, or no? It's your lack of conformity. Right. So what I'm it saying is, it's not. It's not racism. It's not capitalism. It's well, why do you want to have what they have anyway? You don't have to have what they have, and you can still live a good life without ever getting to wealth. Mm. Right? Like, theoretically speaking, you you don't have to do what they do to be wealthy. Right. But the fact that you want to do, that's the first issue that you have to attack before we start talking about race and socioeconomic mm. status and all that, and education and all that. The first problem you got to attack is conformity. That's the bigger, that's the root issue. Okay, so maybe I can say, you know, again, it's conformity, the root issue of, of racism, socioeconomic status, ism, genderism. Conformity is the root of that first. So if you don't attack your conformity, you're going to always think it's racism.